Hello everyone, this is your host KK. I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First. It's available on Amazon.com. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link, grab your copy today. There is a free gift for everyone inside the book. May I also request you to please leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Imagine celebrating your success going on holidays, having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones. Unfortunately, most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year. But what is it that makes others succeed? I'm your host, Tajul Khurana. Call me KK. Join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest, rejuvenate, recharge and be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. Hello once again and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host KK Kajal Khurana. Our guest today is a retired attorney, entrepreneur and executive coach who has worked with professional athletes and top business leaders in and around the US. She is best known for her instant transformation and being able to rapidly triple and quadruple revenue stalled or failing businesses. She's a speaker and an author of series of book. She's Kristen Franklin. Welcome to our show, Kristen. Thanks, KK. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. So Kirsten, please tell our listeners who Kirsten Franklin is. Sure. So I mean, you know, if we want to just go from historically, I am a retired attorney. I practiced for several years. And after the first market crash, I kind of stepped away from it. The business that I was running absolutely went into the ground. It was real estate related. It was a title company. I also gave birth to my first and only child. But out of that, I ended up developing a different skill set. So I, I really got into much deeper, the entrepreneurial and business building aspect of things. Obviously, that was already in me. I already owned a law firm and title company. But after the crash, you know, I didn't jump in immediately. I started working as a legal recruiter. So recruiters are those people that just broker people between companies. You know, if you're trying to make a move from your company and going to another one. Mm -hmm. So I did that in the legal aspect, dealing with law partners, uh, mainly here in the US and the UK. And then from that, of course, I just did what I do. I said, okay, well, this is a really easy thing to do. I'm going to start my own company. And I did that. I still have that company to this day. I don't operate in it because I've, I've learned differently. And really today I, I myself operate in a daily position, coaching others. Okay. Uh, Executive businesses, things of that nature. And I build businesses. So I have three companies that I actually have ownership in, and I like to joint venture, build other companies and then sell them off or hand them off in a way or just take a small percentage during its lifetime. So Amazing. So behind the scenes, we were also talking about you being part of Tony Robbins program and you learned NPL. Talk to us a little bit about that too. Yeah, sure. So to sharpen my, my coaching skills, you know, I, I really believe in, in, in education. I believe in the practice of things. So I did have a certain practice going into it just from my legal background understanding the psychology of things. I'm very into behavioral psychology. I'm very into positive psychology, but I really needed to, you know, figure out what skills I needed and how, where was I going to get them. So of course you want to go to the top people. Tony Robbins is one of the top people that I see 
frequently using NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Right. Um, and it's amazing. So, so I tell you, it's, what, it's the thing in my toolbox that I use most of the time when I'm doing instant transformations. If you have a stuttering problem, we can fix that. As long as it's not neurological, which 99% of the time it's not. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a fear of like spiders, driving over bridges, walking on wood, you know, we have, we have fears. We can get rid of that in an instant. If you have a business fear, right? If you're coming from a place and sometimes you don't know what it is. Sometimes you're trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing. Um, sometimes that failure is just systematic, meaning you didn't set out the plan properly and then execute it consistently. That mm. causes failure. Now, when you fail these little, little mini fails, they wear on you. You're like, oh my God, what am I a loser? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, I win at everything, but why can't I win at this? This is ridiculous. It seems so simple, right? So it could be just a, a sort of systematic problem that you're having. More likely than not, it is a, what I'll refer to as mindset problem. So there's something going on beneath the level of consciousness, meaning you're not aware of it. So it, it becomes hard to accept because you're like, oh, I don't think that, I think I'm amazing, right? But really maybe something happened and you think you're not supposed to have this company. And it could be anything from, you know, the way in which you grew up, the things that you've heard or seen, or even a one-time incident, okay? They talk about public speaking as one of the biggest fears that everybody has. Well, right. that's because there's a judgment involved in it. Nobody right. wants to be judged. And if you've ever had an experience, like maybe you had to get up when you were five years old or six years old in front of the class to read your little note to the class and you felt weird and, and Susie, the one that you liked, gave you a funny look. Well, that little tiny thing made you think for some reason in your brain, oh man, I should never do this again. It's so embarrassing. I'm going to die, right? Like you really feel like you're going to die and you're only six years old, right? right. You know, it happens. And then that kind of shades your view, your vision of life as you experience it. It sort of tints what comes in. It filters it in a way and you're experiencing it in your own unique way that lends itself to the idea of, oh, don't public speak, uh, right. like don't, don't, don't get up. So, so that happens. I mean, and weird things happen. Let me tell you about a client of mine. This is, this is, and sure. it'll be the oddest thing you've ever heard. So my client was on basically divorce number two. Mm -hmm. And when we dug deep and we figured out what was going on, she had an idea that they should have joint bank accounts, right? Husbands and wives should have joint bank accounts. And if you don't, then you're untrustworthy. You're probably cheating on her. You don't trust her. She can't trust you. Okay. When we figured out what that came from, you're not going to believe this. It came from a TV show and a TV show that has nothing to do with about bank accounts. It came from the show called the Brady Bunch. And I don't know if everyone here knows it. It was a really old time show. I think it was like in the sixties, seventies. And it's about two, a man and a woman who come together with their three kids each, right? Or something or four kids each. And they get married and they have this big blended family. And this is back in the day when that like never happened, right? Mm. So, so I don't know what happened to their spouses. They probably had to pass away versus divorce back then. And somehow out of that show that never talked about banking, she developed an idea that to trust each other meant that you had joint bank accounts. Mm -hmm. And through our process, we're able to pin that specific language down and exactly what happened. But you wouldn't think, oh, watching the Brady Bunch, I decided this. The Brady Bunch had nothing to do with banking. In fact, back then it was taboo to talk about money. So, so money never came into the picture in that show. And yet somehow she knows that that's where she developed that idea. That singular idea has ruined two marriages. Right. And, so, and that's okay. There's nothing good or bad about that idea. The right. question becomes when you find out and acknowledge it, do you want to keep it? Does it serve your, your end purpose? Right. What does it do for you? 
But so that's the kind of stuff that I do. And then in mm-hmm. businesses, business building is simple. I know it sounds crazy, especially if you're out there and you're struggling and you're like, dude, are you crazy? Like, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's simple. It's not always easy. But once you get the system down, once you understand how to do it, it's just about executing it. And you're always going to face roadblocks. You know, you're always going to face mm-hmm. tons of Absolutely right. Amazing. I I completely agree with you. Most of the time, it's mindset, be it your business relationships or your health. It's our mind. Like you said, we have old belief, limiting beliefs, or, you know, old patterns from our childhood. I also have some clients, you know, I, I do coaching for them because I'm a mindset coach. So I also have to go through certain procedures with them to unblock the fears they had from their childhood. Like you mentioned, memories fade and then they don't remember why they are behaving the way they are behaving. So the same thing happens in our business as well, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have this fear and you don't know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. So it's so important to go inside and identify going to the root cause. Why is this happening? So amazing. I'm glad you got that up. Apart from this, I'm sure it wasn't an easy journey for you because you mentioned that 2007 or 2008, you had all the crisis and you had to restart. What were some of the challenges or struggles you faced? So in that moment, I mean, you know, and not having the skill set yet to handle depression. And I mean, serious depression, like suicidal ideation type of depression. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a skill set. I didn't understand that when that was happening, at least for me, it was a locking in of how life was supposed to be. I was a lawyer. I was a business owner. I was used to money. This can't happen. How do I get it back? Versus how do I live the new life? Whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. right? You can't see it. It's, it's kind of like a, a hurricane or a tornado, right? When you're, you go in on one side, it's a whirlwind. And then all of a sudden there's the eye of the storm and there's this calm. But you have to kind of go out the other end of that storm. And then there's like the whole space of freedom, right? Now there's no storm in front of you. So it was just kind of going through that and understanding. Now I can say in retrospect, you know, to give, to give an example that I get a lot, actually, when I have people that are going through divorce that get depressed, it's you don't see that whatever you thought was supposed to be, right? You thought you married this person and you're going to have this lifelong, happy, little, cute relationship and it didn't work out. And now you can't see what life is supposed to look like without this individual. You don't see that almost maybe, maybe a month from now, maybe two months from now, maybe a year from now, you might find somebody younger, better, hotter, who loves you more and actually respects you in the way that you want. You can't see that potential because you're too busy understanding the loss and how, how it broke and why is it not what it is. And that's what I went through. I went through like, well, how can I, how can I do this? How is this supposed to look? So that I created my own struggle, honestly. So basically Uh, you're trying to say you were focusing on wrong things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, I was focusing on the loss. I was not focusing yeah. on what, what can I do? Where can I go? Mm-hmm. I was focusing on whammy. This sucks. This hurts. Oh. I, I can't, you know, you know, I can't. Where am I supposed to go? I'm supposed to be this person and now I'm not. And, you know, and we all do it. You know, right. we all do it. We all think we're supposed to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, whether it's because of our parents, society, or, or our own standards for ourselves, right? right? So that was really really it. That was the hardest part. But once I understood how to look past it, get through that process, everything really became much easier and flowed inward 
to once you did you ever notice when you stop trying sometimes yeah <laughs> just leave it let it be right <laughs> right and it's funny because we always fight against it we always are like no but if i take this action and yeah we all have to take action to get to the end result but sometimes you're gonna have to recognize the point where you're just like okay the universe has me let it go and if it's not happening there's more likely than not a really good reason as much as i hate it there's a good reason it's happening because something better really is coming, something different, something I didn't imagine. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't imagine I'm brokering a bunch of lawyers, right? But when, you know, think about this, if they make $5 million in revenue, they're getting paid about $2 million a year, I'm making 20% of their salary just by moving them. Wow. Not, not, we're not talking pennies, right? So it's not, it's not a bad thing, right? And so, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it was just, it was really definitely tough. You know, whoever's going through, stress and depression, especially now. Look at what's yeah, going on. Absolutely. Right? We have a global pandemic and mm. you might have jumped in at first and be like, yeah, I'm going to do the pivot. I'm going to figure this out. And you might have nailed it. But guys, we're coming into three months. Our brains and our bodies are not meant to react to stress for three months. Right. We're, yes, we can sprint, but we can't run a marathon just after the sprint. Mm. So for all of us that are losing focus, for all of us that are starting to feel this depression, there's so many things going on. Dude, be gentle. It's okay. And don't blame yourself for the loss of focus right now because your brain needs to figure it out. If you didn't do the emergency response with MAP for the long term, well, you're still on emergency mode. You can't run on emergency mode three months long. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. So yeah. don't blame yourself if you're like, oh, I was doing so well, but now I'm not, right? Why is it that we're coming out of the COVID thing and now I'm messing up? Well, because you're on emergency mode too long. That's all. Sit down, be quiet, be still, figure it out map out what you're going to do from here. You know? So what did you do at that particular time? What really helped you come out of it? Honestly, at that time was time. It took time. Um, so you were being time. patient. Yeah, it took time. It just took, it's, it's like anything, right? If someone dies in your, in your family or your friends or whatever, it takes time, right? Yeah. For the pain to kind of go away. It's not, you know, for someone to be like, oh, I'm just going to be happy tomorrow. Really? I mean, are you a sociopath? I mean, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Because it's not yeah, going to work that way. And so, and, that, and that's okay. As long as you're okay with that. In, the, in that moment, I wasn't okay with that. I, I needed to be over it. I needed this thing. I needed this result right now. I needed it yesterday. And you've all been there. You're entrepreneurs, right? Like, I don't have time to learn a thing. I need to be a master at it yesterday or else I'm, the whole thing's going to blow up. You've been, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> um, and that's probably the times in which you feel that you don't have the time is usually the moment in which you need to take time because if you're not taking the right time doing the research laying the foundation you're going to mess it up and then all of a sudden six months down the road you're going to be like but i thought i did it and i spent all this money and now i'm broke and what am i supposed to do now mm -hmm. and now you're going to feel even more in a pinch to not have enough time because now you don't have money on top of it right, right. it's very circular cyclical, you know it's, it's right amazing so uh, you are also an author what is one best quote you like either from your own book or from someone um, the inspiring quote, I would say, you know, you listen to it or you read it and it, it connects or resonates with you, you know, and you really feel it in your cells. So I think the most practical one that I like is the one that they attribute to Abe Lincoln about sharpening the ax. I don't know if you've heard that if you, or George Washington, if you were asked to cut down a tree, how would you spend your time? Like if you had 10 hours to cut down a tree, I don't even know how it goes. That, and the answer that he gave was something like, I would spend the first eight hours sharpening my axe before even hitting the tree, right? Awesome. Um, 
yeah, I, I like that one because it's so true about everything. Sharpen your axe, do the yeah. research, lay the foundation, understand before you ever execute. So um, true. You know, I know there's a lot out there like, oh yeah, take massive action. They're gonna... How many times have we seen everybody take massive action and get nowhere? Well, where was your plan? What did, mm-hmm. I, that's fine. You took someone else's plan, but did you cater it to your, you know, personal, you know, life? Like, what are your resources? That guy who wrote that plan has different resources, you know? So. Right. Amazing. And what, talk to us about your books, please. <laughs> there are some books, I can't name them. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really, I have a, an alt title. It's called Becoming Unshakable. And it's really just about getting yourself. It's a, it's a three series book. The third one's not out yet but I have a very specific process. I believe in three pillars that can get you anywhere and that's mindset. And I think that's always first and foremost. If you don't have the right positioning mentally, you are going to get it, lose it, or never get it, whatever that it is. Um, Or you get it and you're really unhappy and you don't know why. And then the, the second pillar of that is vibration. It's just the science of energy. If you don't like the woo woo, oh my God, let's connect to the light. Like if you don't, if you're not down with that, that's fine. Think about just the science of energy. Everything is energy and therefore everything vibrates. And Mm. if you understand how vibration, you know, they want to talk about the law of attraction. I'm not sure that it's attracting vibration. It's actually a resonation of your vibration. Mm -hmm. And if you take that in combination with the science of the brain, you know, neuroscience, you know, we have a reticular activating system in our brain and we, you're going to buy a car. You're going to buy a Tesla. You've never seen them on the street. All of a sudden, your brain says Tesla. All of a sudden, you see 15 Teslas on the street. Yeah. Well, it's not new. They've been there the whole time. You just didn't notice them, right? Yeah. You're in Starbucks. You just started your real estate business. You, you're desperately needing to find real estate agents. All of a sudden, across the loud Starbucks with all the music, all the chatter, you hear a tiny whisper, oh, yeah, I'm a real estate agent, and I work with investors. Why? Your reticular activating system picked up on that mm-hmm. in combination with where you're vibrating. Are you vibrating at a place that's open and attracting? you know, or, or creating equal vibration and picking up on it, right? If a tuning fork can vibrate and cause something else to match it, you can too. Now the opposite inverse works. You can let other people's vibration affect your vibration, or you can take control and have your vibration affect others. Like right. the laughing person who makes you laugh. You have no idea what you're laughing at. It's that level of vibration right. in combination with your brain. So those are the first two. And then the last one is processes. So just MVP, like an MVP, like, you know, player. And that's just the processes because everything is a system. Your habits are a system that you built. Okay. Consciously or unconsciously. Business is just a system. That's it. It's running any system you have and then tweaking it to make it work better. That's all it is. So if you do these three things, control your mindset, you know, your thought process, do it consciously, consciously control your vibration and consciously manage your systems, your processes. That's it. That's a winning combination in your personal relationships, your businesses, anything. So that's amazing. I feel like you're speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) I tell people all the time, we are nothing but energies vibrating at different frequency in one simple line, you know, and like you gave the example of the, you know, the tuning folks of the physics, it's very interesting. Like you have to raise your energy so high that people who come in contact with you feel that high energy rather than you feeling that low vibration, you know, your energies are not drained. But it doesn't happen just by thinking. I think we need to practice it. Do you believe in it? Like transformational changes take time. Daily implementation is the key. Yeah. Well, I love how, like, I don't know where this this came from. Uh, You know, 
I blame a lot of my mentors like John Asraf and, and Lisa Nichols and, and Jack Canfield and all those guys because, you know, this book, The Secret, came out and then the movie came out. And then all of a sudden, which is great, and I love it. I love that this idea of this quote, law of attraction has, has, has become so, you know, widespread. But I kind of walked away with people thinking that they're just going to sit on their couch, eat bonbons, dream the big dream, and it's all just going to come to them. <laughs> I can't say, yeah, but I can't say it won't, but there definitely has to be an action that's taken that puts that possibility in motion, right? right. Like, you can't live in your parents' basement, watch TV all day, and then dream of owning, you know, SpaceX. Right. Like you have to take some kind of action, even if that's a phone call to your friend to talk about SpaceX, he goes, build it. And because it was your idea, he brings you in. Things have happened, but there has to be some kind of action. It's, you know, and the practice of it, just like you said, that's the most important thing. The, st the stuff doesn't come overnight. So true. You know, just right. like your business didn't come overnight, right? If you had to try. Okay. Work Nothing happens overnight. I, I give another example saying everything in life has a process. If your business is your baby, give it nine months because even a child has to be in the oh, mother's like womb for nine months to come on this earth. I give this example multiple times. If your business is your baby, give it nine months. Simple as that yeah. because people give up. I was in fact talking to my husband this afternoon. I was like, people want fast results. They are doing lives. They're posting content. They see only five likes. They only see five, six likes and nobody liking and they give up within one yeah. week. I have seen people giving up or maximum three weeks. So consistency is not there. And you know, like you mentioned earlier, our expectations on us play big, you know, so it could yeah. be relationship, it could be our business, it could be our health. Because the technology is evolving very fast, yeah. right? We think everything is just like, you know, works like paracetamol. You, you know, pop it in and you don't feel feverish anymore. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So Kirsten, please give one piece of advice to our listeners to escape burnout and increase productivity. All right. So those are two different things, escaping burnout. And okay, give us two advice, <laughs> two pieces of <laughs> well, advice. Like, I'll start with the productivity because I think that help, will help you escape the burnout, okay? Awesome. So I'm going to give you the first three steps in my productivity thing that I do. Right. Um, and I do probably complete about 11 projects at a time. So, you know, like wow. you said earlier. Um, Can you say that again? Fiction. Can yeah. you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting. But I've also perfected this over the past 11 years, right? Yeah. So, so just to give you an idea, I write fiction and nonfiction under a pen name that gets published. Okay? I obviously run companies. I work as a coach. I host live events. Like I have a real estate event coming up, right? With Damon John and David Meltzer and all these big people. Right. Um, I'm a single parent in the city. Um, I do lots of stuff. I get, I get it all done. Now, do I get it done yesterday? No, right? But let me tell you the first three things that you can do. And the reason I'm going to tell you the productivity aspect is because when you get productive, you get all this time. And when you get all this time, you kind of have less burnout, right? Um, right? I'll tell you about the time thing and the burnout thing is have a system, just like we talked about, right? Have a morning routine, you know, have a process for your day so that you don't have burnout. But what mm -hmm. can you plug into that day? Here we go. One, I want you to brain dump everything that you've wanted to do in the past year or two. This is not going to take you one hour. This is probably going to take you an entire day. So wake up, get a cup of coffee, sit down, take some breaks. Think of every single thing you wanted to do hang pictures in your house, clean your garage, wash your car, wash your dog, you know, whatever, whatever businesses you're into, all of it, just get it out of your head. That's helping you kind of sweep out your brain of all the thoughts mm -hmm. and ideas that, that right. are running in the background. Remember, there's like a little tape running in the background. Yeah. Stuff to do, right. 
And when you walk past the thing that you have to do, it's draining on your energy. When you're, when you're walking around your house and none of your paintings are hung up and in, inside your soul, you're saying, it's only going to take me 20 minutes yet. I didn't do it. No, now I'm like a bad person. I didn't do the 20 minute thing. Why am I not doing it? And then you go into this whole subconscious dialogue with yourself. Get rid of it. Just, just dump out everything. From that list, I want you to pick maybe five projects. Okay, five things that are going to get you to go. Make one of them like a hobby, personal thing. Like if you want to spend more time with your kids, if you want to do something that's personal and then some business stuff and then something that's going to enlighten you. You know, if you want to read more, if you want to, you know, go out and meet people, whatever it is. And then from that, from when you take those five projects, take those five projects and brain dump every step you think you need to take in order to get there. Everything. And again, it might take you more than one sitting. Okay. And then I want you to come back and you just do a little imaginary imagination that you're going to take that action. Pretend like, okay, we're going to, we're going to reorganize our, our office. Okay. So I need to buy shelves, empty my boxes, clean the desk. You know, you think in big chunks, right? Now, if you really walk through it in your mind, what do I want to do first? And it doesn't really matter. Just pick it. You're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get all the boxes out. So I need to buy the shelves because this way I can walk and then do other stuff in the office. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you think the first step is buy shelves. It's not. Think about this. Now, I want you to just use your imagination. Like, all right, I'm going to go buy shelves. All right, so I go to Home Depot. Oh, I like this shelf. Now, now I'm at the box and I'm like, well, wait a second. I don't know if it's going to fit in my space. I like the design, but how am I supposed to know if it fits? You got to drive all the way back home, measure the space, right? All right, so maybe think, you know, measuring the space is the first step. Well, I want you to break down the steps in 10-minute chunks. What, what can I do in 10 minutes? Can you measure the space in 10 minutes? Sure. What do you need to measure the space, though? A tape measure. So your first step is actually finding and locating a tape measure. Mm. You break it down to little baby, yeah. baby, yeah. baby, baby yeah. steps. Okay. And then you put them in order. All right. And then you just execute across the board. And anytime you have 10 minutes where you're like, dude, I'm bored. I can't think I can't function. Look at your list. Oh, I can find a tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't feel like writing ads. You don't feel like writing copies. So what are you going to do? Look at your, look at your list and just knock them out one by one. And as you do that, what's going to be really interesting is by the end of the month, you're going to be like, oh my God, like I actually got somewhere, you know, because mm -hmm. you're just doing these tiny little steps. So that, that would be the first three steps I would take to get productive. And that mm -hmm. actually helps you get time back. So that's amazing. That's very insightful and very detailed. So happy that you shared that. Really, I was like, I was already thinking in my head, that's amazing. I should do that tomorrow morning. <laughs> Not that I'm stuck or feeling burned out, but it's interesting. I mean, I normally tell my clients to plan the week on Sunday. Don't plan very yes. long time. And you have your vision, you divide it into 12 months. But what is important for this week from Monday to yep. Friday, write it down. Then you pick up only three things you're supposed to do on Monday. And then accomplish the finish. Monday night, before you go to bed, you plan how do you want to, you know, what do you want to do on Tuesday? Three things only. Until you don't finish those three, don't move to the next one. This way, I mean, I have also uh, planned my own, uh, you know, projects and helped my clients. But I mean, the details you gave just now is like amazing. I was like, I but need see, to try this. Your system. But yes. it works into your system because when you pick the three things, you're picking them off your, 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 your project list. Right. What three things on this project list do I feel like accomplishing this day? Right. So it yeah. fits in. It absolutely Amazing. fits in. Amazing. Yeah. So Kirsten, before we say bye, tell our listeners, where can they find you? Oh, okay. So you can find me on Instagram and this is a little bit hard at thrive tribe 3.14159. It's pie. 
<laughs> I'm going to put um, that in show notes. So don't worry. Just tell us where. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you can find me on Facebook at Thrive Tribe Global. That's a group. Just just a, just ask to join. It is a private group, um, but you'll you'll be let in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can always find me on my website at csthrive.com. Awesome. I'm going to put all those details in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing that amazing journey of yours and all the golden nuggets. And uh, really, really was insightful for me at least. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners will love it too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I always love to hear from you guys. Uh, I happen to be on Quora under my name, just Kirsten Franklin. Post, you know, questions that you have, whatever comes up for you. Um, I love it because what I'll do is I will actually answer that not only in Quora, I'll post a video in the Facebook group so that people can also learn from whatever's going on, at least from my perspective, right? So Very interesting. I'm sure, I mean, people will love to get in touch with you guys. Whoever is listening to this episode, understand that she comes from a lot of experience. She's an executive coach. She's an author. She has been, you know, an attorney. She's a retired attorney, of course, and she's been into real estate. So she is multi-talented and uh, <laughs> multi Tasking, I would say, <laughs> single parent, handling 11 projects at a time. So go ahead, get in touch with her if you need help. I'm sure you will not be disappointed. So this is it for today. Take care, Kristen. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends? So we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity, and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info@bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.